So it doesn't matter how old you are. Noah couldn't go back to God and tell me, Lord, I know what you want me to do. But Lord, I know I'm 100 years old now. You should have seen me when I was 90. I could have built. No, God said, man, you build this ark now. God wants you to do some stuff now. He's not talking about what you did in Sunday school back when you were a teenager, back when you were in college, when you were in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. God wants you to do some stuff now. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And our scripture for today is Philippians 3.13. You're quite familiar with this verse. You've heard it many times. And it is Paul speaking, and he says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Paul said in essence that there were a lot of things that he had not fully grasped. Just as with us, there are a lot of mysteries of the gospel that I don't understand. There are a lot of mysteries of the gospel that you don't understand. There are things that go on in the heavens and on earth that we just at best see through a glass darkly. A lot of it, we just don't know. We can't figure out. We're not God, and we don't understand the workings of the heavenly realm. So Paul said, look, a lot of this stuff I don't know about, but one thing I do. Oftentimes, people, you can have great success if you can just master one thing. Michael Jordan is perhaps one of the greatest basketball players who ever lived, if not the greatest. Now, Michael Jordan tried to play baseball. He tried to play golf. But Michael Jordan was only a master and a superstar of just one thing. You don't have to master, but just one. If you can sometimes just master one thing, that one talent, that one skill, that one gift well focused on and well developed can take you to the place where God has destined for you. So Paul said, Look, I, I, don't, I haven't grasped all of it, but there's one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and focusing on what is ahead. And I want to speak to you today from the subject of vitamin F. Vitamin F. Some of us need a healthy dose of vitamin F. Now, you're familiar with all of the other vitamins as vitamin A, B, C, D, and K. There technically is no vitamin F. Some people call the essential fatty acids vitamin F, but technically there is no vitamin F. Vitamin F in this instance and in this sense is simply the ability to forget and forgive. Vitamin F. And, and some of us, we just need a healthy dose, a big dose of vitamin F to be able to forget and to be able to forgive. And there are basically seven areas in which we need to forget some things. The first area that we need to forget is the area of past hurts. Some of us have chips on our shoulders. We have wounds and we have scars. And, and some of us just, we have hurts that have happened years and years and years ago. 
And we can't let go of the hurt. We can't let go of the pain. We can't forgive the people. And and we carry this stuff with us oftentimes to our grave. And because we cannot forget and forgive, we carry it with us beyond our grave. And hurt is not an easy thing to forget and to forgive because do you know a criticism lasts and lingers longer than a compliment? Do you know that pain will leave a scar, but pleasure will not? You fool around and hurt your body, you got a scar. But you can give it all kind of pleasure, you can't find a scar. Pain has a way of scarring our mental and spiritual psyche to where it will leave us hurt, wounded, and scabbed over And often it will leave us on our heart with what's medically termed a keloid. If you have a deep scar, the scar generally doesn't just heal. It heals with a tough layer of skin on top of it that's tougher and rougher and and it's more resilient than the original skin. The same thing happens with our heart. Sometimes if our heart has been cut and if it has been bruised and if it has been hurt, Even when it gets back together, there's a callousness over our heart. And we'll say, I'm never going to open my heart again because I was hurt. She hurt me. And because she hurt me, I I can't even love anymore. There's a keloid that has formed over our heart. And it blocks all of our future blessings because this past thing, because we cannot forgive, because we cannot forget, because we need a solid dose of vitamin F, because we cannot forgive, it blocks us from a lot of future blessings because our heart has become calloused and hurt because of the past stuff. Even Jesus said in Matthew 6, 14, he says, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That's why I said this thing carries on beyond the grave. If you can't forgive those who have hurt you, God cannot forgive your mess. And you've got some mess. Turn to the person next to him. Tell him you got some mess. Oh, you yes, you do too. I don't care how sweet and innocent looking you are. You have some mess. So if you cannot forgive other people of the mess they have done against you, Jesus says God cannot forgive you for the mess you have done. And if you cannot be forgiven of your sins, you can't make it into heaven. That's why I said unforgiveness. It doesn't just stop at the grave. It goes on beyond. So you need to forgive. You need to forget not for the other person's sake. You need a good dose of vitamin F for your sake so that you can progress and you can become pain free. God says in Hebrew 8, 12, he said, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Past hurt. We need to forgive and we need to forget. Second thing we need to forget are sometimes past pleasures. See, now some of us have problems with past hurts lingering on. Some of us have problems with past pleasures. And sometimes, you know, you can just be walking down the street, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, 
It'll just hit you what you used to do about 15 years ago. It's woo, woo, <laughs> and a smile just comes across your face. Sometimes we don't just have a problem with past hurt. We have a problem with past pleasure and past pleasure because there's one thing. That, that's why the Bible talks about the, the pleasures of this world and the pleasures of this flesh. Let no one fool you people. There are, there's some pleasure in this world. Uh, the, the, and it, it's not just that the devil created pleasure. God created a lot of this pleasure. There is some pleasure in this world. And sometimes when we have experienced certain levels of pleasure, it's, it's hard to forget. That's why drugs sometimes can have such a gripping effect upon people. Part of what drugs do, and especially that first hit of a strong narcotic, it releases a heavy dose of endorphins in the brain and it floods you with pleasure that you've never experienced before and generally will never experience again. And the addict continually uses drugs trying to get the feel of the first high and never can. And he keeps going after it because he cannot forget the pleasure of that first time. Pleasure is sometimes hard to forget, especially when it's forbidden pleasure. You know, the the old soul song that, that went Love is better when you're stealing it. Now, that's not true. That's not true at all. And sometimes you get these falsities. It's not true, but there's an element of truth to it. So it's not true, but there's an element of truth to it. There is an element of truth that goes with trying to go back and reignite or re-experience forbidden pleasure. And and some of us cannot stay straight because we cannot forget the pleasure of the past. And pleasure runs through all types of, it runs the gamut and it's not just flesh. Some of us remember how good it was just when we spread some malicious gossip. We remember the flood of of warm feeling that came over us when we just heard something bad about so-and-so. And then the relief that we felt when we just told somebody else all of this. Bad. See, pleasure comes in all kinds of areas. You know, and they say one man's pleasure is another man's trash. But, but, but so your pleasure may not be another man's pleasure, but the devil has a pleasure for everybody. He knows exactly what caters to your needs. He knows what floats your boat. So pleasure, past pleasure, is that's one of the difficult things for us to forget. The other thing that we need to forget are past comforters. See, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the comforter. But, but oftentimes in the past, we've had some other comforters. And what happens when we need to forget past comforters Whenever we run into a tough situation, whenever we run into a situation that distresses us or oppresses us or or depresses us, whenever we run into a situation that's rough, that's not comfortable, there is a tendency to go back and get the thing that comforted us in the past. There is even a liquor called Southern Comfort. And some of us will go back and, and we, we, when we get into a situation where we're depressed and down and we just need some comforting. 
And it's part of the nature of man. That's why a mother, when a child cries, the mother will take the child, put the child in, in, the, in her bosom and put the child's mouth on her breast and it comforts the child. And some men still haven't forgotten that. And there is a need deep down when you need some comfort. You remember old comforters and it sounds funny, but that's why when you go to a psychiatrist, they will try to regress you back to your childhood. They will take, but see what happened when you were young and this thing that happened when you were young is still affecting you when you're old. We remember what comforted us as a young child. We remember what comforted us as youth and we remember what comforted us when we were in distress. The problem is some of those things that comforted us then they don't fit in with our new Christian walk. And when we try to progress forward these things of the past, we try to go back to Southern comfort. We try to go back to Mary Jane and weed. We try to go back to the stuff that comforted us in the old days. And that's comfort in in Southern comfort. Don't let anybody fool. That's comfort in it. The devil has some stuff. His stuff works. It always has. That's why it has so many people. It, it's wor- it works. And Paul said, I, I've got to forget those things of the past and move forward. And so do you. So the things are old comforter. But the problem always is if you have not developed a new comforter, you will have a tendency to go back to the old. You have got to learn the true comforter of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I I send you the comforter. And if you don't have the comforter of the Holy Spirit, you're going to try to find that comfort in the world. You're going to try to find that comfort in the flesh. And we go back to that which we remember. You need to even forget past debts. I mean just literal past debts. The Bible tells you that if a man owes you a debt for seven years, you have to forgive the debt. That's why... Even our economic system in this country is based on biblical principles. That's why if your credit is messed up, if you can wait seven years, it all clears up. They have to wipe all. You you could owe somebody twenty five million dollars at the end of seven years. It's not even on your record. There is a principle that you must forgive debt. Someone who owes you and, and, and you have to forgive it. And you need to forget it. Now, I will give you a piece of wisdom here. Don't lend them any more money. You can give them some more money, but don't lend it to them. Because if they didn't pay you back in those last seven years, I have a flash for you. They ain't going to pay you back in the next seven years. So so you, you forgive the debt. You forget the debt, but you don't lend them any more money. You give it to them because you know they're not going to pay you back up front. There is a thing that some of you need to do right now, and you need to call some people after this service and tell them, look, you know that money that, I, that you borrowed from me eight years ago? It's forgiven. Take that money, use it for yourself, or give it to somebody else. I now forgive you of the debt. And you owe me that no more. And that that thing has a that has a cleansing effect just with you that you don't carry the spirit and mentality of folk always owing you. And that thing goes beyond money. Sometimes if you have done something for somebody. 
you have in your head, they owe me. I remember when I, I helped them move seven or eight years ago. They owe me. I gave them a ride across town 10 years ago. They owe me. I helped them cut that grass back in 19 sessions. They owe me. If someone owes you a debt, the Bible commands that you forget and forgive the debt after seven years. So whatever it is, be it monetary, be it a favor that they have done for you, clear this thing out of your system. Forget debts of the past. The fifth thing you need to forget is you need to forget past failures. It is the fear of failure that keeps people from moving into their proper destiny. People don't even understand that even in business, the average successful business person has failed four and a half times. You're going to fail at some things, people. That's just all it is to it. No, there's no one I know who has not failed. And they may not tell you about it, but there's no one I know who hadn't failed. You're going to fail. But, but what happens oftentimes if, if people fall and fail one time, they get such a paranoid mentality that, oh, if I, if I, if I try again, I'm going to flop. And the, and the truth of it is you might flop. Not only is that the truth, that's the probability. You might flop. But it is not failure that stops you. It's when you give up. You have to forget the failures of the past. Now, now you keep the lesson. If you're running down the steps and fall, don't be afraid to go down the steps again, but don't run. So you learn, you keep the lesson of the failure, but you forget the fear. You don't let past failures stop you. So many give up in relationships because, Lord, I, I had a relationship and it just didn't work out. I'm just giving up. I'm just giving up on this. I'm giving up on it because it just didn't. Some stuff doesn't work out. Failure is when you fall down six times and stop. Success is fall down six, get up seven. So that's the principle. And don't let failure and don't let the fear of failure stop you from moving into what God has destined you to do. Thing number six that we often need to forget. Number five is we need to forget past failures. But number six is we need to forget fast past successes. There's nothing that stops folk Talking about what they used to be. You know, back in the day, I, I can't do nothing now, but you know, back in the day, I used to be. You can't do, you, you, you can't, you can't do a thing with what you used to be and what you used to could do. You ever heard that man talking about, you, I look, I ain't worth a quarter now, but man, you should, you should see what I used to be. You can't do anything with that. Past successes often mess up people worse than past failures do because they will lean on their past successes and they will do nothing in the present but focus on and talk about what they used to do way back then. So you have to learn to forget this is a new day. We're in a constant fight. We're in a constant race. And just because you won round five does not mean you're going to win round six. This fight is not over until you are laid in the grave. It's like a 10-round fight. And see, some of us, we, we, we'll focus on what we've done through rounds one through five. 
Yeah, I know I got knocked out in round six, but man, you should have seen me in rounds one through five. Look. It don't matter. See, see, see this thing, this thing is going to be, it's going to, how, how you stand with God at round 10 when your final bell rings so you can't count on those past successes. Too often we rest on our laurels of what we used to do and what we used to be. You have got to do this stuff for today. I, I, I can't go back talking about, you know what, you should have seen me when I was 20 years old. That ain't worth a quarter. Worth a quarter. I got. To, I. I am 53 right now. It matters to me. It doesn't matter to me what I did when I was 33. It matters to me what I can do now. You know, my wife don't give a hoop about what I can do at 33. She care about what I can do now. So, so you got. You cannot go back. I, I can't. I can't. Have, I can't have put knocking on the door and I put it on my tummy. Look, baby, you you should have caught me 20 years ago. I can't do that. You have got to do today and not rest upon past successes. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Colonel Sanders was almost 70 years old when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. All that chicken that you all eat and just... The man, was, the man was at retirement age when he started. So no matter what age you are, Noah was old when he started to build the ark. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Noah couldn't go back to God and tell me, Lord, I know what you want me to do, but Lord, I'm 100 years old now. You should have seen me when I was 90. I could have built. No, God said, man, you build this ark now. God wants you to do some stuff now. He's not talking about what you did in Sunday school back when you were a teenager, back when you were in college, when you were in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. God wants you to do some stuff now. So we're not to rest on our past. And the last number seven, past loves. Now, past loves hang up a lot of folk. And I remember back when I was in the music business, I, I wrote a song and the song is called Memories Still Hang On. And I remember the words to the song it goes, even though you're long gone, memories still hang on. Like a vine around a tree, you still wrapped around me. And it's all that I can do to keep from calling you. That, that was a, and, and I actually, <laughs> see, but, see, before I began writing all the mountain wings, I wrote music. So I was, I, I was good at both of them. So the point is, the song dealt with past loves. And oftentimes we cannot forget about past loves. And if you're ever going to move on into the future, if you're ever going to have a new love, you, you got to get those past loves out of your system or else they will sabotage your new love. So we have things like that and, and we don't, they're difficult for us to deal with because they're so deep in our heart. And for those of you who are having some issues getting rid of past loves, you need to go to airjesus.com and you need to listen to the sermon called Breaking the Three-Way Tie. Just do a search, put in it, Breaking the Three-Way Tie. Listen to that sermon and that sermon will teach you how to help you break the old love ties that you have because that's a part of your past. And you often cannot move into your proper future until you can break free of those old things of the past. And even as I 
listen to the, and I went back and listened to the song so I could get the words, even though I didn't have to listen because I remembered the words. But as I listened to the song, I heard a background singer on the song who was Vicki McKissick. And Vicki is a member here at the Ark now. And as I listened to the song, Vicki came back to the dressing room where we were this morning. She said, Pastor Brown, I got to talk to you. She said, I had this vision last night. She went to tell me this detailed vision that she had. And I opened up my notebook and I said, Vicki, look at this. This is my sermon for today. And she looked at it. Her mouth flew open and I could see tears welling up in her eyes because her name was on the paper. Sometimes with all of the things of the past, God knows what is written. And you don't even understand it. And he'll give you some vision sometimes. And you've got a part of the vision, but God knows what is written. All that really matters is that your name is written in the book that matters. That's all that really matters. See, that's what Paul's whole message was about. I got to throw all this stuff behind me because all this stuff doesn't matter. I got to focus on one thing, and that is to make sure that my name is written in the book. And I don't understand it all. I I got a vision of a piece of it. I see darkly. It's fuzzy. I don't know all this stuff. But all you need to know is that your name is written in the book. So I told Vicky, I said, Vicky, it's no accident. It's the first time I've ever had your name written in a sermon. It's no accident that you've been up all night with that vision. And in the vision, I was in the vision and telling her some things and showing her some things. And, and, And here your name is written in the book. Some of you. From the things that you are doing for God, you don't realize that your name is written in the book. And God is trying to tell you your name is written in the book. Yeah, yeah, you're going through some stuff, but your name is written in the book. Yes, you've got pain. Yes, you've got scars. Yes, you need healing, but your name is written in the book. And as long as your name is written in the book, nothing else matters. And you have to keep it written and you have to keep it from getting erased. It's in the book. People, we need some vitamin F. We need to forget and we need to forgive and we need to move forward. And we need to make sure without question or doubt that our name is written in God's book of life. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because brother... You need the word. Amen, amen. The sent message number 5450 by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5450 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and the online word.com. This has been message number 5450. Vitamin F. Listen to airjesus.com and the online word.com often and keep your spirit charged up.